When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We always really lean into relatable humor because I guess what I would say our goal is when we create these comedic ads for our clients is we want these videos to be something that the viewer wants to share with their friends, their family, whoever they feel might also relate because that's free marketing for our clients and also enjoyment for the viewers. Welcome to the Bombshell Business Podcast, where driven women in business learn how to become more bold, brave, and unwaveringly confident, feel empowered, and challenged through inspiring stories, and tell it like it is advice for business, life, and leadership. Hi, and welcome back, or welcome to the Bombshell Business Podcast. I'm your host, Amber Hurdle, and I say it every single week, but I know how busy I am. We're all busy. Come on. That's like an overused word. Um, We all are abundantly blessed with all the things going on in our lives. And I know that if I'm listening to a podcast or I'm watching a YouTube video, I am committing my time and attention to that for a purpose. So I just really want to honor that. And thank you for being here today. I think that you are going to very much appreciate this episode. I have been... um, uh, online stalking my guests because I like to laugh and comedy is a big thing for me. And that's how I spend my downtime. I don't know. I do Netflix and chill cause I watch comedy. So, um, I cannot wait to introduce you to Shelby dash and Christina Clifford, both professionally trained comedic actresses. Um, they both started making comedy videos just for fun in 2015. So what started out as a passion project turned into a career when various brands and businesses started approaching them for custom video content. From there, take two content was born. And although content creation is no longer just a hobby, Shelby and Christina still bring that same sense of fun to every project they tackle, leaving their clients with something truly unique. They handle every aspect of product from, can I say that out loud? I promise I'm a professional speaker. They handle every aspect of production from ideation to editing a one-stop shop for all your video content needs. Shelby and Christina, welcome to the Bombshell Business Podcast. Thank you Thank so you. much, Amber. We're happy to be here. So yes. I want to dive in first to um, just how you took this from fun. This is this fun thing that you two did. And then what, at what point did you decide, oh, we can monetize this? This can actually be a business. Um, well, it's a little thing I'd like to call the pandemic. Um, um, that really kind of shoved us right into it. Um, but I think we, before we fully committed, I think there were definitely times during all those years when we were doing the comedy videos where we were like, gosh, we're putting so much time and effort. Like, like eventually we got to get to a point where we're making money doing this. And I, I don't think it ever occurred to us until the pandemic when we both lost our day jobs. (laughs) And I, to be fair, I actually found an ad agency on Craigslist and it was like one of those diamonds in the rough. And we started working with this particular person who was in Sweden and we started making these ads from start to finish. And 
basically we're like, why aren't we doing this as like a thing like and getting more clients and really broadening um, our skill set. So that's kind of how it blossomed. Awesome. Anything you want to add to that, Shelby? I mean, yeah, that's pretty much spot on. Um, I think one big takeaway we've had from the whole experience is that we wish we had done it sooner. We wish we hadn't waited for the <laughs> pandemic to kick our butts. Um, but yeah. that about my hysterectomy <laughs> sooner. <laughs> Amen, sister. <laughs> yeah, so, but um, sorry. No, you go ahead. No, I, I was just going to say when we first met each other, we kind of both really saw the talent in the other and thought each other were super funny. And even make the, making the comedy videos themselves, it kind of happened pretty organically. Like we just one day had like an idea for a video and we made it. And then we got like 10,000 views and we we're like, huh, maybe we have something here. Um, so, yeah, so it's just kind of cool how organically it happened and like we can see the path now, but we definitely didn't know where it was headed in the beginning. Yeah. Well, I I think, um, because I've watched like so many of your videos, um, (laughs) like the one, um, I mean, the kitty litter one is hysterical first of all. Um, but the, is it, um, I never say it right. And I own so many other products. Is it Lange Lange? Yeah. Lange. Lange. We couldn't say that right for, I still don't know if I'm saying it right. <laughs> I've been a customer for like, I don't know, five or six years. I'm like the L one that you can buy yeah. online. Um, that was so relatable. Like that's me at Christmas. <laughs> like I'm not oh, interested. Oh, with the gift. Yeah. Oh my God. So we're not going to give it away because I'm going to make y'all if you're listening or watching on YouTube, we'll put of course their website in the show notes and then you'll have to check it out. But it, it's relatable humor. So can you unpack that a little bit of why you use that strategy to sell? Yeah, absolutely. Um, We always really lean into relatable humor because I guess what I would say our goal is when we create these comedic ads for our clients is we want these videos to be something that the viewer wants to share with their friends, their family, whoever they feel might also relate because that's free marketing for our clients and also enjoyment for the viewer. So um, yeah, yeah, we always want to hit that relatable angle. Yeah, And even before we were doing the ads, that was always the goal when we were making these comedy videos to think of just like moving through a day in the life. I would come up with ideas like nonstop because you're like, okay, this could be a video. This could be a video. Cause I think that's what people really respond to. And it comes down to vulnerability too. Mm-hmm. We see something in ourselves and it makes us laugh because it's true. And that's, you know, we're how standups do their thing too. It's just one of those things that is um, universal. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes that um, with that vulnerability factor, the comedian or the video or whatever is illuminating that part of ourselves that maybe we're a little embarrassed about. Uh We don't really want to share. And then we recognize it in someone else. It it tells us like, oh, it's okay to laugh. You know, it's okay to laugh at this. Especially in corporate or association environments. Like I just find from stage, I can say the thing that no one else really has permission to say, or they're afraid to say it, or they're afraid to 100%. recognize it. And it's like, but this is what it is. Um, and then with women, especially, you can especially double down to talk about just 
the crazy things women have to deal with in business or even just in our personal lives, you know, just Mm -hmm. to like, let's just call it for what it is and I'll laugh about it together and it'll be cleansing. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Everything that a woman endures. Right. Let's let's go down the laundry list, shall we? (laughs) That's right. So, um, the other thing I want to touch on there just for, for listeners who kind of weave all the episodes together, um, when you're doing branding, I would say, I'm going to, Yeah. I'm going to say probably the most important thing is to have an emotional connection. We don't buy because of some, you know, green monster inside of us. We buy because we have an emotional response. And so if you can hit that emotional trigger, you're more likely to get the prospect or the consumer to, you know, start doing business with you. So any, any comments on that? Yeah. I mean, that's a hundred percent on the mark. Um, We always say that like, story is king, um, (laughs) to have, you know, because people also relate to story and if they can't emotionally connect, then, um, then you won in terms of getting somebody to, um, invest in your product or service. So yeah, that's something we live by as well. And, um, you kind of said it perfectly, honestly. (laughs) Well, it's like mayhem, right? The mayhem. Yeah. It's, all state, maybe I can't remember, but yeah, I think it is all state. Yeah. Yeah. So that's probably not the best because I can't remember the brand, but I, re- <laughs> you could, you could literally Google mayhem and you know, there's, there's that association there. So let's right. shift gears just a smidge and, um, talk about social media in general. I have a love hate relationship with social media. I'm just like, um, Same. I know all. that it's needed. And I don't like, if people talk to me, I talk back, like I'm great at responding to people on social media, but it, it just gets old putting my face out there. Like, cause I am my brand. So I'm like, oh, and here I am right. again. And here's another right. selfie of me talking about <laughs> some other concept. And it's just like, Rrr. so you have five keys to creating a successful social media ad campaign different than just regular content. Mm-hmm. So tell us about that. That sounds a lot more intentional. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, I would say probably the first one, Christina kind of touched on this a little bit already, but going for the unexpected and that story is king. Um, So you want to be clear right off the bat what you're selling. Um, You don't want to hide it, um, but you also want to make sure that your video has a beginning, a middle, and an end. Uh, You want to make sure it's entertaining. You want to make sure we connect with it. Um, so there's a few different tactics we use to get something that's unexpected. Uh, mayhem is a great example. That's sort of like a heightened level of personification. And we use that a lot. We've done We've created like a cat goddess. Um, the man in the bed at the end. Dead. <laughs> dead. Like didn't expect it to go there, but here we are all together. <laughs> exactly yeah to create a whole world um, and that's kind of what she just said too is you know comedy lives in that un- unexpected space and it's kind of taps into the rule of threes as well for comedy um it's that classic um same same different you create uh, a pattern and then you break it and when you break it you get that element of surprise and we laugh it's just it goes back to like charlie chaplin trying to unlock a door. He tries again. He tries a third time. He hits himself in the face. Like, um, so we, we use those different comedy laws, if you will, to, um, attain that 
that uh, that surprise element, especially in the first five seconds of the video. Oh, okay. Because we want to get their attention right away. Um, people call them hooks. We mm. usually have several different hooks for the core of the video because even though, you know, there are certain rules of comedy, as we all know, social media and, and video marketing, it's not a perfect science. Like you do have to test what works and what doesn't work. And so how do you do like, you know, we do AB testing and things like that, um, which is how my face ended up on the cover of my book. That was not my plan. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, And and then technically just for anybody writing a book, technically, if you put your face on a book, that's not, it doesn't sell as well, but that's what my audience said that they wanted. So that's what I gave them. Mm. Your face is beautiful girl. (laughs) Yes. I want your face on all my books. (laughs) (laughs) And then side note too, when your face is on your book, then your face shows up to the book signings. And, and so that's always fun. And so like they airbrushed it at first and I was like, no, 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 no. My Botox is not that good. Like we need to just make it real because I literally have to sign this anyways. Um, okay. So rule of threes, and then you test it, but how do you test it before it goes to market? Yeah. So, I mean, what we usually do, like just to break down our process a little bit, I guess, is um, we have an initial call with the client. Uh, that would be number two in our five keys, which is really listen to your client or listen to your target customer if you are the creator yourself. Uh-huh. Um, so we really want to take in everything that, you know, our client is looking for or that their target customer is looking for. Um, and then we create a whole big brainstorm session where we do not edit ourselves. We throw anything and everything at the wall. We say some really dumb, dumb, dumb things. Weird. But it's so fun. Yeah. (laughs) It's so fun. We laugh and then we think we're stupid and then we realize we're geniuses all over again. So, um, can you guys just hire me? Can I come work with y'all? Like, yeah. <laughs> oh, we laugh, girl. I'll, we love to laugh. Fly. I'll take the notes. That's I'll be <laughs> <Yeah. there. laughs> um, so then after we've done our brainstorm, we narrow down our ideas and then we do a second pitch to our client where since we come from an acting background, we act everything out. We put on a full show. Um, <laughs> and then they kind of tell us, like, look, we love, you know, we love this, we love this, we love this. And basically what we're left with is I Christina kind of mentioned this, but just to make it super clear is a core section of the video and then several different hooks, which would be the first five, three to five seconds of the video. So um, we shoot all of their favorite hooks. We shoot the core and then we usually shoot two CTA options. So um, and that CTA way, for those of you who are fresh to this world, call to action, which should always be a part of your marketing and your advertising. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Um, So to answer your question, um, on our end, I guess our pitch would kind of be that testing for us. And then on the client's end, they usually will run all those different hooks with different core, with the core and then with different CTAs and see what performs the best. Um, But that way, we're always leaving people that work with us with something that's going to hit because we don't always know, um, you know, what the winner, sometimes I'm like, Oh, in the brainstorm, we're like, Oh, this is going to be the winner. And it's something completely different. You would be shocked. 
Yeah. So, um, it's the same yeah, thing with social media too. Um, if you are doing it on your own and you have your own personal brand and, and you're putting stuff up on Instagram, it's kind of like paying attention to, um, what is getting the most views, what's getting the most likes and really kind of dissecting why either it is or isn't getting that attention. Mm-hmm. So Yeah. And, but that vulnerability piece is so important. I, I'm not even gonna get into the story, but let's just say I went on a little walk, um, that I always do. And I forgot to put my purse in the trunk. So I'm just like trucking down the road in my Adidas with a Gucci purse strapped to the side and not like a little one, not like a crossbody, like a giant one until I realized you're walking down the road enthusiastically to your Kanye West with the Gucci purse on you, you idiot, go back to your car, put it like you meant to. And then something else happened after that, or I forgot what, anyways, just because so many of my clients beat up on themselves and they're amazing. I posted this on LinkedIn with a selfie of me with no makeup on and like an Adidas, uh, beanie 3000 views within a few hours, nothing professional, just like, Hey, look what an idiot I am. Yeah. I'm still successful cut yourself some slack. And like so that, that authenticity that like the relatable stuff, I think that's yes. what is just so great about everything that you do. Yeah. We call it the, the wall of fear. Like you have all these great ideas and you're like, gosh, this is gonna be so good. But then when you go to post or you're doing a story, you're like, gosh, Ooh, you're like, are they going to hate me? Are they going to think this is weird? Though? Yeah. Is this, is this too personal? Like all these thoughts crawl in your head, but then once you just like let go and do it and push past that, like you, I'm always surprised with the feedback that I get. Yeah, for sure. And you said something too, I think Shelby that, um, Dr. Naima talked about in episode 121. she's a sales strategist, um, is using the language of your target audience and, And so she was talking about that and like interviewing your clients and, and getting their words and saving their words, or if they email you or DM you or whatever to like capture those words and use that in your sales copy. So is that something like if a client had that, would you want that information of like, here's what my people say to me Would that? Yeah. I mean, definitely. Um, yeah, we, you know, whenever we write a script or anything like that, if, if we haven't, obviously we're taking notes during our initial meeting, but a lot of times, you know, if the client has specific copy that has worked for them in the past, or, you know, that they know is really reliable, um, it's our job to sort of incorporate that in and still keep it fun and funny and unexpected, but make sure that, you know, at the end of the day, we need to get people to purchase. So we want to make sure we're hitting what is tried and true for them. Yeah. Um, Which is hard to do. It's really hard hard to do. (laughs) Yes. Yes. But having that balance somehow nailed it every single video that I've looked at. So (laughs) you're so sweet. A lot of trial and error (laughs) over the years. Yeah. So Amy and I, Amy kind of pre-screens everybody for the podcast. And then she brings to the table, the ones that she thinks fits our audience. We're super protective of our audience. Um, and, and then we talk through them and we had way too much fun with y'all. Uh, anyways. Uh, <laughs> that makes us feel so good. You have no idea. <laughs> I love that. I love, yeah, we love to hear that. Obviously it kind of brings us back to, you know, 
even though this is our job now, we always want to feel like we're still just making comedy videos for fun for people yeah. that enjoy them. People so, laugh. Yeah. 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 And, and that's, that's such a gift now. Things have been so serious. I mean, everything's so Gosh. serious. We need, we need comedy more than ever. I know. Opinion. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I really do. But that's kind of part of our, we have a team of people that we call on to do these productions. And that's kind of another key to having a successful video. Um, and we want to incorporate this with, with anybody we hire is that sense of fun and positivity. And we really, um, want that to be part of our brand. So we have like the best people on our team. They're not only experts in their own field, but they're also just like, they light up when they walk in They're They're positive. They're, they're fun. They can laugh at the, the, the struggles, but still like move forward. Like we always try to hire the best people. That's awesome. Yeah. And um, on that point, something worth mentioning is like, whether you're going to be making a video for yourself or whether it's us, you know, making a video for somebody else, if we're trying to make something funny, it's really hard to do that <laughs> and be vulnerable on camera if somebody's in the corner with like a sour <laughs> face or they're like, oh, this is so dumb. This is stupid because we need people to feel free, to feel silly, to feel uninhibited. So um, yeah, it's super important to have people around that are just like gung ho on the same page Supportive. and in your own content. Yeah. Um, you know, that's like so during the pandemic. So I'm very, I, I like read energy and not to be woo woo, but to be woo, woo, I read energy. So you could think whatever you cool. want to think about me, audience members. I love that. Um, <laughs> and so it's really important that exchange for me, like in the audience to, to like understand what they're absorbing, what they're deflecting. Um, if they like it, if they're checking out, like it's really important to me. So when we all went uh, virtual exclusively through the height of COVID, I was like, oh, can you please at least turn your cameras on? Um, and so I didn't really, I didn't really participate in that. I'm a certified virtual speaker, blah, blah, blah. But I'm like, mm, I'm, that's just not really what I'm wanting to do. So I created my own I brought the stage to me. I just did my own thing as per usual. Awesome. Um, but I will say that Tractor Supply um, their entire corporate office was working from home, but they had me come in and instead of doing it from my studio, I went to their studio and we were all masked and everybody took their temperatures and all that kind of stuff. The tractor supply is like one of the most responsible companies on the planet. Um, and, but I had like the it person, I had the person that I typically interact with there and, and somebody else who I typically interact with there. Um, so I think there was just three people in there, but just that alone, just that energy alone, where they laughed, where they were like, mm -hmm, where they oh where gosh. they leaned in, where they were like, mm, you know, you could see and everybody who's not watching on YouTube, <laughs> you're like, what is Amber doing? She's making a bunch of noises um, <laughs> and I'm leaning in and I'm leaning out. And just that alone, it just kind of, it's like wind in your sail. Fuels you. Yeah. Fuels you. Yeah. yeah. So important. It really is. It really is. And we've had some experiences when we're doing a pitch to a client and, you know, half of their cameras are off and it's just like, it's just so off putting. Cause it's like, okay, they can see me. We can't see them. There's just like a little bit of comedy, especially there. like yeah. I'm, you know, I told you pre that I have taken classes, but um, I attend, I go, I watch a lot. And part of the process is feeling the audience. Like that's oh, what, yeah. 
I mean, Chris Rock, that's part of his process is he does small shows, small venues. He gets the audience's reaction and then he creates a special. Yeah. And how do you do that if you don't have that feedback? So, oh, it's um, so hard. I mean, when we're, yeah, when we're doing these like virtual pitches and people have their cameras on, we're not just like talking about like, you know, the product. The report. <laughs> yeah, we're being a magician. We're acting like a hot dude. We're like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, we're like, I'm swimming in a pool. Like, you know what I mean? So it's like, if I can't, or sometimes people will just be on their computer looking away. But then it's so funny because I think, our background in auditioning and rejection and having yeah. casting directors just be like, you know, okay, next we just push through and, and yeah. majority like, of the whatever. time, the, yeah, the person that's not paying attention is like, absolutely loved that. You know what I mean? It's just <laughs> their yeah. face doesn't show it. And we're like, thank God we didn't, you know, bail on this or do, you know, you know, feel awkward and scale it back. Right. We just always try to commit. Um, yeah. Many Pearl said, idiots. Yeah. I mean, acting like idiots is the best part of any day. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Pearl said, uh, don't flub the show. She told a story where, um, it was before she really became famous and she was playing a gig in an auditorium and there weren't a lot of people in it. So she was just like, well, she kind of phoned it in and there was like a record producer. I, I can't remember the exact person, but it was somebody who could have absolutely changed her career. And it got back to her that he was like, I don't know who this mini Pearl is. Like, she's nothing special. I don't know why you asked me to go see her, but it was like that one person really mattered. And she, so she says, don't flub the show. Like that's, that's something that she's always said since then. And and I take that very seriously too. So I'm glad to see that y'all don't flip. Definitely, definitely. Oh, definitely. Wise yeah. words. I'm always like, there's one person. I don't care. Sometimes I'll get somewhere in the in the meeting planners will be like, oh, we thought it was going to be 500, but it's only 400. And I'm like, I'm here for one person. That one person who needs to be here is in this yeah. audience. That's all I care about. So no yes. ego. So tell me about step number three. So we've got expect the unexpected with the rule of threes and then listen to the client or the target customer. And we talked a little bit about Dr. Nehemiah's episode. So we'll link to that in the show notes. What is the third key? Yeah. So the third key was actually like build a great team, but. Okay. <laughs> well, we got that. <laughs> um, but I, I think we talked about this as well a little bit already. Um, the fourth thing is have the options, have the multiple hooks, um, really try to, you know, go above and beyond in your brainstorm and have several options. Not only will it make you, um, look like geniuses, but it will give people options. So they can't just say no to, if you have one or two, um, openings, uh, or just ideas in general. Um, and then the, the last thing is, and, this is probably one of the hardest things, at least for me that I've learned over the years. <laughs> I don't know what that says about me, but learn from your results, mm. like really take people's feedback to heart. I think a lot of times, even with acting and, and getting feedback during my acting career, there's just like kind of a wall of defense that goes up when you get notes. And yeah. I think you have to be aware that that's there, but you just have to listen and take it and, and kind of look, and if you don't understand it, look at the note behind the note. Yeah. Oh, so good. You know what I mean? So if, if, if they say something, you're like, well, I feel like I did that. 
or I feel like we did that with this video, then you have to think, dig a little deeper and say, okay, what are they really saying with this note? That's right. And so, yeah, it's, it's just, and it's also within that is, is trusting the process because you are going to fail. Sometimes you are going to make the wrong decisions or not please every single client. But when you get that feedback, you can really um, learn from your mistakes and just get better and better. And it doesn't even have to be a mistake. It could just be like, Oh, well, we told you this, but there's always the power of contrast, right? Like, well, I didn't know I actually wanted this until I saw this. And now that I saw this, I know it's not what I want. So actually I think what I want is this. So don't take it personally. That's, That's one of the such four a agreements. perspective. <laughs> yeah, totally, yeah, <laughs> totally. And it's like, you can't, even if you, it seems that you failed, you know, and you get these notes or this isn't what we were looking for, whatever. Um, it's really not failing if you can take something from it. Like if you can learn from it, okay, next time, you know, I need to be more clear when I'm talking with my clients. Next time I need to send them, you know, a full script so that they see everything. I need to check and make sure that they've read the script. So if you're learning, you're not failing. Um, you know, it's just it's data part of the process. Yeah. It's all data. Yeah. So good. Um, I was with a employer branding customer today and just at the very end, I was like, okay, so the training that we did, um, it's not like my typical audience, but, um, I felt like I connected well with them and they played around and that sort of thing. But I also knew that I didn't like really get them out of their chairs enough for that particular group. And so I was asking, they're like, oh no, I think we, you did great. And so-and-so was happy and the guys seemed happy and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, no, actually what I'm asking for is like, what did I do wrong? (laughs) Actually, I'm looking for critiques. Thank you for that good feedback. But I really want, because like the growth is from here to where you could be. And if you're never looking for like, what could be better then how do you ever grow? How do you ever get better? So exactly. And yeah, on the other side of the coin, there are the people who maybe don't want to um, give the, those criticisms, mm-hmm. you know, so give so people I, like, permission. I like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Give permission to, yes. Yes. Yeah. So um, I know a lot of our bombshells are um, very big personalities, but I think there's also so much history, so much of people telling you, Oh, you're so much or wow. Well, take you in small doses. And and so you're, you're used to like the world saying like, you're taking up way too much space. And so it, it hurts a little bit more when you get feedback that's not edifying or encouraging, mm-hmm. but I still think that it's really, really important for you bombshell, um, to, to get this type of feedback. And then you decide for yourself, how am I going to turn this loss into a lesson? How am I going to use this data to get even better? Because I don't need that person to like me. I just need to get better at what I do and, and how I show up in the world. So a hundred percent. Absolutely. And I think, it's so you know, interesting, um, when you say this, it really, we are screenwriters too. Not only we, you know, do we do the branded stuff, but we also continuously like write TV and film. Um, and there's just so many of you in that, in that world. And there's just <laughs> completely fair for women in television and film. <laughs> I know. <laughs> completely. It's, oh, it's so, it's so fair. Um, but <laughs> something about like a written script, you can really see this come to life because you get feedback. It feels very personal. But then when you rework the written word, it's there on the page. Like the improvement is actually visible. And that, um, 
that's pretty life-changing when you can really tangibly see it on a piece of paper. So cool. Do you ever keep like the old one just to like reflect on it? Oh yeah. Yeah. We have all the hundreds of drafts. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a horn of words. (laughs) Just in case we want that one line that we thought was funny. Yeah. I do that too. Like I'll write something and I'll take it out, but I'll like save it in a, in a Google drive. I said, I was turning that timer volume off. I'd save it a Google drive because maybe I might want to use that another time. Right. There's the yeah. 100%. Sometimes you do. Yeah. A lot of times I do. Yeah. And people are like, how do you write so much? I'm like, cause I just write all the time and I save it and then I pull from it. So, yeah. Um, so what, what would y'all suggest for people who maybe are not all that creative, maybe they don't have the, the, um, extra or the, I won't say even extra marketing should be a part of your budget, but maybe they just (laughs) don't have it earmarked quite yet. They're not super creative. How can they participate in engaging online ads? Like, is there a resource that you could point them to or, or like tactics they can deploy? Yeah, I mean, we always say, and we do this as well, is um, find out what your taste is, what you like, what you see that draws your attention, and kind of teach yourself in terms of figuring out, well, how was that done? Um, Why did I think that was funny? Why did I think that was effective? Um, That's one way. I mean, we have our inspirations are like the Harmon brothers. They had, they did like the, um, poopery ads. Yes. Totally what I was thinking of when I saw your ads. (laughs) So outside of the box, so like different and clever. Um, Goodby and Silverstein is another one. So I think we actually took a Goodby and Silverstein masterclass, which was really, really insightful. Um, But yeah, I, I think just allowing yourself to learn like, YouTube videos are are so accessible in terms of learning how to do things. Like Mm -hmm. we have even started a YouTube where we're going to start teaching little tips and tricks. So, so good. Mm -hmm. Is there a way that, that bombshells can opt into that, like to get on your notification list? Yeah, yeah. you can um, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Um, If you just search for take two content, it'll pop right up. Um, Right now, we just have all of our branded stuff up there. uh, But we will be adding those more educational videos pretty soon. And yeah, if you're looking to, you know, if you don't have it in your budget, but you want to create video marketing, we we tell people just start, you know, just start. You can film on your iPhone. And I think one thing that helped me when I was very first starting is that if you, if you really feel uncomfortable or you hate it, you don't have to post it, Mm -hmm. but just doing it is going to get you one step closer and one step closer and one step closer. So I love that. Just start, start, just start. (laughs) Yeah. I remember the very first time that I did a podcast episode, it was well before I actually published anything. And it was a inner, it was an international executive for a fortune 50 company, you know, cut your teeth on that. And um, (laughs) it didn't record, none of it recorded. And I was just like, "Mm." so I just packed up my podcasting equipment and I put it on a shelf and I was like, that's not for me right now. I'm just going to focus on growing my business. I don't need to be messing with all this technical stuff that clearly I don't know how to do. And I'm not wasting people's time. Worst thing ever. 
because <laughs> that delayed the launch of my podcast, probably 18 months, maybe even two years. I could have been so much further along if I would have just been like, oh, well, that one didn't work out, but let's talk to her assistant and see if maybe we could do this again. She probably would have graciously done it. Mm-hmm. Right. And you'll never yeah. forget to press the record button again, or I don't or even do know what any happened. of those other techniques. I yeah. thought I did all the things right, but it just didn't work. So I don't know. What a nightmare. That's terrible. Yeah. It but would have yes. been a great thing if I would have like, well, here's what I did wrong, but I couldn't figure out what I did wrong. So <laughs> the bombshells, I make big blunders too. Well, not that I don't share that all the time. My favorite thing yeah. to do is telling myself. So, <laughs> so I always ask, and I want each of you to provide this, if you will, um, what is the one piece of parting advice that you would give based on what you do or your topic, or even just being a female entrepreneur, a woman entrepreneur, um, what would you say to a bombshell, which is a woman in business who really wants to be bold, brave, and unwaveringly confident in who she is and what she brings to the table? Yeah. Um, I think we're both going to have the same answer on this one um, because we talk about this all the time, but it goes for individuals. It goes for businesses um, with our content and our clients and everything that we do. We always want to take risks. We want to push our clients to take risks in terms of the type of content they, they let us create. So if we make a video that's a little bit pushing the boundaries, that's going to catch people's attention so much more than that run of the mill thing they've seen every time. It's just a little bit funny, but it's playing it safe. We want to push the boundaries. We want to take those risks and it's going to be, you know, high risk, higher reward for our client. Same thing. If you're an individual, you know, and you're afraid to put yourself out there, but everyone tells you, you know, you're so good on camera. You feel like that's such a high risk, but the reward is going to be tenfold. I love it. I bet. I bet I stole that out of your backpocket. Dang it. (laughs) To piggyback on that though, is something that I I've struggled with myself personally over the years. And that's, you know, it goes alongside what you're saying, Shelby, and, you know, taking those risks are scary, but learning how to trust yourself. Mm. Um, and it sounds so great and it's a little hard to do. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's really goes back to that for me and kind of like, you know, I've done X, Y, and Z. I like all these things in my bed. Like I am a pro and like keep reminding myself that I have accomplished all these things. And to know that, like, trust myself, I'm going to be okay if I go on this new venture or start a business or post a story that I think might, might be weird. Um, yeah. So trusting fun. yourself. It's great. Exactly. Everyone's the best. Yeah. People want to see weird. Just like you were saying with your no makeup, <laughs> yeah, I exactly. had my bag on me, you know, <laughs> people want to see, Oh, I'm not the only one that, that does that, you yeah. know? I'm absent-minded too. We all have a gajillion things going on. I love that. Take risks, which not everybody's wired to naturally want to take risks. So some people need a little prodding to do that. And then trust yourself, trust that inner knowing and trust the grit that you've developed. That's one of the the steps in the bombshell Mm -hmm. business coaching process is to think back on what you did accomplish before to fuel you forward as you're conquering the world. So Ladies, oh, so true. I have girl crushes on both of you. So. <laughs> girl crush on you. 
uh, next time in LA, we're hanging out. Yes. <laughs> yes. The next time I'm going to be, I think I've been twice this year, but I'm sure another opportunity will pop up. Oh my gosh, um, let us know. Yeah, absolutely. So we can find you on the interwebs. Let's see here. Um, Amy has me all set up for success. So we have your YouTube, your Instagram, your TikTok. Oh, I'm sure that's, I might have to get on TikTok more just to see that oh, LinkedIn, no. Facebook <laughs> and Twitter. And, um, and we'll put all of that in the show notes. So I'm sure even just watching these hysterical women will give you inspiration just for the day to day too. And then of course, if you would like to work with them, then, um, their website and everything will be available too. So, um, thank you ladies for being on the show. Oh my gosh. Thank you, Bombshell, so for tuning in. And um, of course, we always love for you to leave an honest rating and review. Um, it's it's really important to just trick the algorithms and help us get in front of more women. So more women who want to become bold, brave, and a waverly confident female women, you have to be careful with that. I heard that female is not the word to use anymore. So if it resonates with you, female, if it resonates with you, woman, either way, rating and review, or just give this a like. If you're watching it on YouTube, subscribe, share, 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 and we will see you on the next episode. Thanks for listening to the Bombshell Business Podcast. Visit amberhurdle.com for more resources like show notes and check out the bombshellbusinesswoman.com to grab my book and download the free bonuses.